Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Dalton from Zero Two Birds. I'm here with Tommy Boy, Declan, and Zep. We're going to have probably have some others joining us in a second. Uh, but if you guys haven't heard, I'll just go right into the first Eagles news. Brandon Brooks is retiring. And from the bottom of my heart, Brandon, from Delaware's favorite podcast, I want to say thank you for everything that you've done for the city. Not only for off the field, but on the field. Of course, you're a great player. We all know that. I can, of course, sit here and talk about the fact that you only left, let up, I'm sorry, four sacks in your Eagles career, which is insane to think about. Uh, but also the fact that you did so much for the city. You were a health for mental, a mental health advocate. You did so much on and off the field, a great impact. And I just want to say thank you. Um, a lot of people, of course, I think are going to say, oh, Brandon Brooks did this, he did that. And they're going to try to discount the fact of what you've done. Uh, thank you. I mean, a lot of people were saying that he's retiring early. What do you guys got to say? Uh, I don't think he's retiring early. He's still he, – he had a great career, great Eagles career. And I think he's just – he got hurt two years ago. He rehabbed great and immediately got hurt again. I mean, that wears on a person. And I think he's, he's trying to get out while his body is still healthy and – I respect it. I mean, he has nothing else to give to the city. He played his heart out through injuries, through anxiety battles. He won us a Super Bowl. Uh, nothing but good luck to him in his future endeavors. Yeah. What do you think, Tom? I think Josh said it best. He had some injury. He's had some injury bouts the last two, three years. You know, oh, uh, he he brought us a championship. What, what more could I ask for? Or he did what you signed players to do, winning you a championship. So amen to that. Yeah. And then from an outside opinion, Declan, what are your thoughts on Brandon Brooks seeing this guy retire? I mean, he's obviously a threat on the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know that he retired early or anything like that, especially with all the injury issues he's had, like you guys are saying, but it was definitely out of the blue. I mean, I don't know that anybody expected this news to come out today. Um, I mean, he was a heck of an athlete, but, you know, even uh, even more so a role model, I think, for a lot of people. Um, so definitely a special talent, special career. And uh, Eagle, the Eagles are definitely going to miss him, for sure. Yeah, definitely going to miss him, for sure. Uh, moving on now to our next topic. Thank you guys all for that. Uh, I actually want to talk about not only thanking Brandon Brooks, but uh, somebody that I want to talk about actually maybe that we might need to thank next season for everything that he's done in Philly. And this is not a topic that we want to talk about, uh, but it should Fletcher Cox stay or go. He's 31 years old. He's got eight or he had three and a half sacks this year, eight tackles for a loss, but he did have one touchdown would save over $20 million in cap in 2022. Do you guys think that it's time to move on from Fletcher Cox and uh, capitalize on him at maximum value? Or do you guys think that we should get rid of him? What are your thoughts? Anybody? Say that again. How, how much will we save in cap space? Uh, $20 million next year. Fuck. That's a lot That's of money. So much money. I don't know. Here's the thing. I think in the past, our D-line has been a great asset to our team. Um, and next season, I mean, Brandon Graham got hurt, so who knows how he's going to be next season. Derek Barnett, no matter how you feel about his play or his penalty history, he's going to be a free agent. There's a chance he's not back. $20 million is a lot, but I think the D-line's kind of an unknown, and as the fact that it's been a strength in the past for us, I think it's worth holding on to him for another season. It's not like he like had opportunities to play shitty this year. It's just – seemed like he was getting double teamed a lot and when he was drawing a lot of offensive players hargrave was getting chances so i think it's worth another year for him uh i mean he he definitely deserves it he's a great player he's been nothing but amazing for us so kind of the same thing as brandon brooks we kind of owe it to him to give him another season or if we do trade him trade him to a super bowl contender that is of his choosing that's what i think yeah, I mean, I, I'll go real quick. I think we should trade him. And I know that I'm the negative Nelly in the room, but I just think that the NFL is unfortunately a business. And you have a guy who played well in Milton Williams this year. You have a guy like Fletcher Cox. 
you might as well get rid of him at maximum value. Three and a half sacks this year isn't amazing, but it isn't terrible. So I'm just saying, honestly, you capitalize on him at maximum value. And that's my opinion. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Declan or Tom, take it away. Here, I'll go. I, I don't think I don't think you have that really opportunity to trade him. A lot of teams are very salary like conscious this year because they already paid a lot of teams have already paid their one stud already. So like they can't go out and get somebody who's going to take a huge cap hit like you just pointed out. So I don't think he's tradable. To get to release him, I think then you have that dead cap space really because he's got so because part of that's guaranteed that you don't fat that I don't think is factored in there in that twenty million analysis uh twenty million free up analysis there. I think what needs to happen is you keep him for one more year, let him show what hard show Hargrave what he does best. Um and so then what Hargrave or Williams can ultimately do is they're the guy getting double teams to then Barnett, Graham, whoever it is coming off the end, and Sweat uh, is getting the sack too. Because football is ultimately a team sport. Like Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's not like Aaron Donald obviously gets to the quarterback a lot for the Rams, but he gets double double teams so often that the Rams front like front line there is constantly getting sacks. Vaughn Miller's all of a sudden had a resurgence in his career. I wonder why, because there's somebody getting double team. So if he can show them how to constantly be penetrating so then somebody else is getting double teamed in the future, I'll take that. Yeah. yeah Tom, you took the words out of my mouth there. I think like, number one, there really isn't a market for that big of a contract for that old of a talent on the defensive line. And number two is experience is just invaluable, especially if you're training guys like Sweat, Hargrave, you know, young guys that are coming up and trying to build that next, you know, level of defense for the Eagles. A guy like Fletcher Cox, learning from him, gaining any sort of experience from him that you can, it's just like it goes beyond words how important that is. So I think uh, I think it's just too much of a loss if you cut him and, you know, you're eating all that money. And if you trade him, are you really going to get back the package that, you know, you feel like you deserve for a guy like Fletcher Cox? I just, I don't think there's any uh, good move other than keeping him around. Yeah. All, all yeah. That's kind of how I feel too. Like he's not really like he's past his trade value. He's already old. And I think the D line's going to need a leadership position. So. Yeah. Especially um, with Gannon, it's only a second year, you know, like, there's a reason the guys yeah, on the exactly. defensive line played so well. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to something that you guys weren't around last week, but I wanted to talk about. There's a lot of uh, movement on the Eagles this next offseason, or there could be. The restricted free agents are on your left. We got Alex Singleton, Boston Scott, Greg Ward, and Nate Herbig. And then unrestricted are on your right, and that's Jordan Howard, Anthony Harris, Derek Barnett in the back. Rodney McLeod, and Steven Nelson. Uh, I'll go first. And, I mean, guys, take, feel free to take, like, a full two minutes with this. But out of these guys, who do you want to stay? I'm going to go real quick. But I'm going to say everybody on the left, I wouldn't be offended if they walked. If I had to keep one, I would keep Alex Singleton. What's going on, HoovTube? Welcome, bro. Thank you for joining. Appreciate you, as always. But on the right side are unrestricted free agents. I really want everybody to say stay. But let's just say hypothetically that I could pick three of these guys to say, what three am I picking? Well, this is going to surprise a lot of you, but I'm going to take Steven Nelson, Ronnie McLeod, and Derek Barnett. And I know that that's a hot take, but Derek Barnett, I think, give him more time to develop, and he can replace Brandon Graham. The only problem I have with Derek Barnett is his penalties. And it's a big problem. Don't get me wrong. But everything else seems to fall in line. And we've already invested this much. Let's just get the penalties worked out and give them one more year. But anyway, anybody can take this. What are you guys thinking? Out of all these guys, who are you guys wanting to see stay? 
Steven Nelson needs to go. What, Bergner? I'm sorry. Real quick, I'm just going to take this. No, no, I, I agree. I, yeah, I, I'm I with you. I, hey, I, I think he had a great yeah. season. What are you saying, uh, Josh? I think so. I'm not going to do the out of three thing. I think McLeod absolutely needs to stay. Well, let me press preface with this. I think all these guys have done enough to deserve to stay. That being said, I think uh, I think they're all able to leave. I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, but McLeod needs to stay. Absolutely needs to stay. Anthony Harris played great this season. I think it might be time to give Wallace a shot at that position, see what he's got. I mean, we drafted him to be the future, so we'll see. Steven Nelson, I saw a lot of hate on him at the end of the year. I didn't really agree with that. I think Gannett's system kind of put him in bad situations. I know everybody's going to be like, oh, well, Darius Slay was following the number one receiver. Steven Nelson had it easy. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think Steven Nelson was still on the island like a lot of the time this season. So I think McLeod and Nelson deserve to stay. Uh, and the other one I'll go with is I think Nate Herbig, number 67. I think he deserves to stay. You can never have enough linemen. And with Brandon Brooks retiring, I mean, I know we're going to have like a revolving door of nine offensive linemen. We'll see what Kelsey does. But we have backups in Herbig, Driscoll, Sayamalu when he gets back from injury, Dillard. Like, I think he deserves to say Boston Scott's done nothing but deliver while he's on the field. Singleton does nothing but deliver when he's on the field. Greg Ward, for the most part, nothing but deliver. Unfortunately, they got younger guys behind them who can back them up. Jordan Howard. I mean, I don't see – I think we can sign somebody cheap to replace everything Jordan Howard does. Derek Barnett, he's good. He's not a first-round talent good, and he's, he makes dumb mistakes. So that's how I feel. I'm more in line with Dalt, I'll be perfectly honest. Like, if I do the three thing like Dalt did, yeah, those are my three. Like, I don't think, Dalt, you were too far – out, out in center field there with uh, that one. Uh, like, I, lo- I like Steven Nelson. I thought he played solid this year. Um, he actually had a lot lower of a QBR against him than I thought for, like, all the hate he got. He had one of the lower, lower ones in the league, actually. He just doesn't come up with a lot of big plays, like, like big play Slay does. Like, he's not coming up with, with – with your interception or your pick six. Like, he's just going to deflect it. That's all he's doing. Anthony Harris, I wasn't crazy about him this year. He wasn't, like, I think we could easily just move on from him. And you you got Kayvon Wallace it's with the expectation of he might be Brian Dawkins, the next safety out of Clemson. And, like, like and but, yeah, we have him on the bench, like, are like are we ever gonna try to develop him, or are we just gonna have him be a a, a career backup? Like, let, let's get a move on with him. Um, McLeod, I'm with Josh. Absolutely needs to come back. Absolutely, 100, percent no doubt in my mind. Uh, Barnett, I like Barnett. Yeah, he gets a lot of penalties, but I think you can try to use that. If Howie's actually a half decent negotiator, which I think when it comes to negotiating, he's somewhat decent at at drafting. I want him fifty mi- fifty million miles away from a draft board, but from a negotiating table, I think he he could figure out a way to get Barnett kind of cheap just because of his history with both injury, his second season, and um. Uh, his penalty history. I think you could somewhat get him on the cheaper side, believe it or not. Uh, Herbig, he's a solid backup. And he, so I'm more of a baseball guy, but it, in baseball, there's a thing called a utility player where you can put them kind of wherever. That's kind of how I see Nate Herbig. Like, he exactly. kind of was like a good, exactly. good guy that could, like, he, like, he's not really a tackle, but he, you needed him to be a tackle that day. He'd be a tackle for you. Uh, that's why I like him. Um, it's it's like you told you guys, like not necessarily a middle infielder, but they'll be a middle infielder for you if you need him to be, or an outfielder too. Like it's great. Boston Scott, like Josh said, he always delivers. 
Greg Ward, it always seems like come the end of the season, they disrespect them all year, and then all of a sudden, come the end of the season, they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, we have this guy on our team, and figure out how to pass him again. And he's always, like, open secretly. And then Singleton, that one might hurt, but I'd be fine to walk away from Singleton if they could figure out – how to draft someone, but because I would again, rather keep PJ Edwards over Singleton. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's kind of how I feel. Sorry, TJ. I mean, what are you? What are your thoughts, Declan? Looking at this. I mean, sure. Like, yes, you'd rather have TJ Edwards than Singleton, but all year, all we've talked about is the lack of depth at linebacker. So, yeah, with the caveat that they're going to go out and get two, maybe even three guys then you can feel comfortable walking away from Singleton, like letting him go. But I, there's no way like with the roster as it is now that you can comfortably do that in my mind. Like this guy played unbelievably down the stretch for the Eagles. Like he was an important piece of the defense for a really long time. And I don't see anybody that's on the team right now, slotting up and replacing him, not even close. So like, yes, with the caveat, like, they go out and get, you know, a linebacker with one of those first three picks, then yeah, maybe, you know, you feel a little better about yourself letting him go. But I, there's no way. I just, I don't think, I don't think they let him walk unless he asks for like 80 million. Like there's no way, like he's so good for this team. I I just, I don't see it. Well, I, I think um, there is somebody who's going to replace Singleton. And it's the Kobe Dean out of Georgia. Uh, uh, uh. Yes, Josh. Thank you. I love that. Let's get into our wish list for this year's draft real quick. And I just want to no try offense. to keep the topic no to about five players. minutes if we can. Because <laughs> we've got a ton to cover in this pod. But let's talk about it. And, Josh, I'll let you take it first. You said – you texted me. You said, I want a defensive guy. Which one of these guys do you want if they're falling to us at one of the picks? Any of them. Any of All them right. fall. Who are you taking? So I'll be honest, I am not caught up on this draft season yet because we're still a few months out. It's still Super Bowl season. Uh, Nicobe Dean, though, I know a lot of – I think that guy's stud. And I texted Dalton this. Um, we had three picks. And on the caveat that we're not going to trade – like package maybe two of the picks, try to trade up for a quarterback or whatever, which I think is stupid because I don't – really trust any of these quarterbacks i think with these three picks we go all defense because honestly if you look at the offense quarterback is still a question mark we'll say i think we have two receivers and Watkins and Devontae smith Jalen rager is obviously not good but i think we can do that in free agency i think offensive line is fine i think tight end is manageable I think we go all defense, whether that's a defensive lineman, a linebacker, secondary, or two linebackers, defensive lineman, whatever we want to do. I think we got to go all defense. And honestly, how he gets a lot of bad publicity for drafting, and rightfully so, but it's mostly his offensive talent on defense. He normally either goes safe picks or maybe like some project players who would normally turn out okay, maybe like the Davion Taylor. So. I think we go all, all defense. Okay. What do you think, Declan? I mean, out of all these players, which one do you think is maybe the best fit for the Eagles, or do you think that they should go offensive or defensive? No, definitely defensive. I, I think there's no question about that. But I honestly, I really like Devin Lloyd from Utah. I think that guy just does it all. I mean, and that's what we need, like, especially if, you know, after our last conversation, like if he's letting – if they're going to let Singleton walk, you need somebody that can maybe slot in and do a little bit of everything for the Eagles, and he would be perfect for that. I mean, he's a, an athlete. I mean, no yeah. other way around it. He's unbelievable. Uh, and honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing Kyle Hamilton get drafted too, the huge safety from Notre Dame. Guy can play anywhere on the field. He would be a perfect person to just slot in. Like you were saying, Tommy, almost a utility guy for that secondary. I think he can cover almost anybody. I don't think he'll be there uh, by the time the Eagles have to pick, but you never know, man. I mean, if you can get a guy like that on your team, I don't see why you wouldn't. I think it's fair to say, too, one of these four guys will drop on the top, one of these four defensive guys. And if Howie Roseman, if you don't pick one of them, you're an idiot. 
I think Hamilton will be gone before 15, but I'll tell you what, Zep, you may not agree with this. I would package two of the picks to go up and get Kyle Hamilton or Stingley Jr. Because I think that they're that good of a player. And then maybe hope that Dean or Lloyd falls to you later. Uh, but what do you? What are your thoughts, Tom? I mean, do you want a wide receiver? Do you want an offensive line? Or are you all defense like Josh, all three picks? I'm kind of all defense. Um, I just, we need some sort of wide receiver, but I think kind well, of. Why don't Why don't I say of this? If you could have the wide receiver out of Ohio State or the kid out of Arkansas, Olave or Burks, they're both physical presence. Is there anyone? Olave's going to be gone. Olave is not going to be. I there. don't think. And I looked up a lot of mock drafts today, and they had him going twenty four. I He's thought that would be a steal too in the beginning. Are there the any receivers today. ahead of him? Uh, yeah, there were a lot of receivers. I'll send you the mock draft I that's, looked at today. That's a mistake. He's that's crazy. Yeah, I don't see that receiver in this draft. I didn't see him dra- falling, but I thought the same thing. Even Burks, I didn't see falling to us. But I mean, Burks like is a little bit. Burks, I mean, Burks, I get Burks is athletic, but he's a little bit more raw of a talent. I think I, I, yeah. I don't see any weakness in a lot of his game at the moment. That's how I felt. But I mean, Tom, if you could pick back to it, any of these guys, which one would you like? Dean, without a doubt. I really, I'm not a big, I'm not a big uh, college football guy, but I saw like the SEC championship game. I saw him playing that, and I saw him play in his bowl games in the college playoff and the. Um, championship game, and he looks solid in every game, including against that. He looked like a man on a mission against Alabama in that championship game. Like he was like, "I am not losing again to Alabama," type thing. And so I like him. The other guys, I'll be honest, I really don't know anything about because there's no offense. I know, I know this is a sin for our area because we have a lot of Irish. Uh, uh, big Irish population, but I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I know. I'm sorry. I hate Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame so goddamn much. It's not even funny. Only if our Notre Dame guy, Jack Dorden, was here. Um, but I'll take it away for him. And Kyle Hamilton would be my my ideal first pick. After that, Nakobe Dean or Devin Lloyd, I would love. If we could somehow snag Stingley, one of these four guys is going to draft to where we're at at 15. I'm calling it now. I'll go back to this film. One of these four is going to draft to 15, included with Olave. Maybe one of these four. Whatever these five, I guess you could say, draft right away. Draft. I forget his name. There's a really athletic linebacker. He's not as physical as Dean, but he's like real athletic from Alabama. I think he was number eight. Christian uh, Harris. Yes. I'd be okay with him, too. I, I really also, want a linebacker. Don't get me wrong. I think N'Kobe Dean could fall to us. I think out of all these guys on the top, he actually, him and Devin Lloyd have the best chance. But one of these secondary players, if you team them up with Darius Slay for a couple of years, and if McLeod stays, you're locked down. Even N'Kobe Dean or Devin yeah. Lloyd. I love what Declan said about Devin Lloyd. And down here to give these guys respect, Green, he would be an amazing guard for us to have after we found out Brooks is retiring. And then Burks, I think, would be a great guy, but I don't think we need to pick him with our first pick. I think maybe our second or third if he's there. But I'm going to say Olave if he's there too. He's somebody that I think pairing up with Devontae Smith could be something to see. Uh, I don't know. but I don't, I, I, don't, I don't want to draft Olave, but I will say – Part of me does think if he's there at 15, you take him no matter what. Maybe he's just trade value. I don't know. I, I, I don't think he'll be there. But no, on, point, on September 21st, 2019, I tweeted a poll that asked the question, is Notre Dame the worst Catholic school in the country? And I gave the options of yes, which received 67% of the vote, and I ate crayons as a kid that received 33% of the vote. So <laughs> – Fuck Notre Dame. Hmm. And, and I'll ask you guys this real quick, too. Will Howie fuck us after all with these three picks? On yes. three. Yes or no? One, two, three. Yes. No, yes. one of them. <laughs> yes. Right, yes. I just wanted to see what that would look like. We don't need to, we don't need to harp too much more on that. He goes two for three. Two for three? Hey, that's a win. Nobody's perfect, three. especially not him. 
Um, speaking of Howie, one thing I wanted to talk about too is he definitely succeeded with Devontae Smith. And I just want to show you this so we can talk about it. And then I want to get into someone. Don't let me forget, you guys. I want to get into somebody that I think Howie should sign. But Devontae Smith definitely exceeded expectations. When asked in the beginning of the season or at the end of the season, I'm sorry, uh, how do you feel about your numbers? You put up 56 catches, 916 yards, and five touchdowns. He said, I'm not satisfied. I love this kid. I love what he's done for this team. I think he's setting the new standard. What are your guys' thoughts on him? I love him. What's there not to love? He catches anything when a country mile of him. Um, makes all the tough catches. Is and for being as skinny as he is, he can take a he can take a hit. Yeah, he can. Yeah, and I mean, we heard from Gail last week. He's constantly hungry. And that's exactly what you want a young guy that, you know, is you are shaping up to be your number one receiver, right? Like he constantly wants to get better. He doesn't just want a franchise record. He wants to go out and get a thousand yards next year and get more than five touchdowns and all this stuff, like to be a truly one of the greats. And like, like you said, what more could you ask for, you know, especially for a guy in his first year? I mean, that there's literally nothing more Philly than that. I, uh, I think he exceeded expectations. I will give him something to work on. Not that he gives a shit about my six-foot white ass or my opinion. Not that he watches his podcast. If you look at Jamar Chase compared to Devontae Smith, and it's two totally different offenses, Devontae Smith did the best he could in this offense with Jalen Hurts to run heavy offense, whereas um, Jamar Chase is getting thrown to by Joe Burrow, the god Joey B., Hashtag code change. Um, I think Devontae Smith needs to get better at uh, yak, yards after catch. I think sometimes he catches the ball and doesn't like like just like fold up. But And again, like I said, I think Jalen Hurts throwing in like some tight coverages that Devontae Smith's getting hit right away. I would like to see him next year progress into catching the ball and looking upfield to try to maybe make some moves. But – that's just me being nitpicky. He did a great job. His his sideline catches, his toe touches this year were incredible. Way better than I ever expected him to be his rookie year. So, Yeah, he's been unstoppable. I mean, Declan, from an outside opinion, I know Devontae Smith is kind of a sore subject for Giants fans. Uh, but looking at this guy, I mean, he's definitely talented. Uh, do you think that he exceeded expectations? Do you think that he could have been better if he wasn't on the Eagles? What are your thoughts? I mean, I think he would have been great with Daniel Jones, but I mean, that's all right. Um, <laughs> no, I think like he's unbelievable. I mean, he's shaping into be definitely top 10, I think, at least receivers in the NFL, maybe by next year. Like, he's so good, you know? And if you pair him with a guy in free agency, like, well, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, so we'll get to that. But if you pair him with a big guy on the outside, he's going to be probably even better. Or somebody that can take you know, a little bit extra um, safety help away from him and allow him to get more freedom to get more yards after catch because he doesn't have three guys around him every time he's trying to catch the ball. You know, I think he will be even better next year. I think it won't even be close. Like, he he is unbelievable. And, and Declan, uh, getting into our next guy, I mean, it's Devontae Adams. The Eagles should go out and get him, like the point that you just made. Uh, everything you just said is so true. But – I mean, what what do you really think besides opening up Devontae Smith? What do you think Devontae uh, Adams will have two Devontae's, which is crazy. Uh, but what do you think adding Adams on the other side can do, mainly for Hurts being a young QB? Well, he's a guy that any ball you throw to him, he's pulling in easily. You know, and that's just instant, like, confidence, I feel like, for a quarterback, especially like Jalen Hurts, who – has had a lot of trouble with receivers. I mean, let's not mince words here. I mean, you know, half the time he's throwing it to guys that are dropping the ball. I mean, uh, like, obviously, he's he's a franchise-changing talent, I think. So there, that can't be overstated. You're muted, though. Yeah. I was Sorry, I was on TikTok, on. too. Um, what do you think, Tom? Do you want Devontae Adams? Of course I want Devontae Adams. Who doesn't want Devontae Adams? 
All right, let me ask you another question. You got to get rid of Fletcher Cox for Devontae Adams. You probably would, in all honesty. I, pro- I would. I would. I would, would do you that. Not? Yeah. The, Say it to Fletcher's the, face if he ever comes on this podcast. Tell him you get rid of him for Devontae Adams. No, I would not say that right to his face. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I don't think I could after what he's done for us after all these years. I think i cry before I, the words ever came out of my mouth. Hey, does Devontae <laughs> Adams have a Super Bowl? No. Not yet. Fletcher Cox but if he comes to the Eagles, maybe he can if we get rid of Fletcher maybe. Cox. Maybe because then you have two guys that can catch a ball within a country mile of each other. They literally could cover all, all what is it, 52 yards that separates each sideline? They cover all that, all 52 yards there. That's true. What do you, what are you thinking, Josh? I mean, like, I give up my left nut that Devontae Adams on the Eagles. <laughs> like, what, like, the, I think. The only players you wouldn't give up to get Devontae Adams are Devontae Smith and Jason Kelsey, and who knows what Kelsey's doing, but I, I like there's no world that Devontae Adams comes to the Eagles. Like the only good thing we have that applies to him is like a good offensive line. Like I don't think we have a quarterback that compliments him. I don't think Devontae Adams wants to go to a team that has another star wide receiver. I think he likes being the it guy, and I get that. And I think he likes like He's not going to go to a team that's quarterbacked by Jalen Hurts, and that's no respect to Hurts, but like that's not really, that's not Adam's game. So I, I, I just, I think it's fun to live in like fantasy land, but this, this isn't happening. Yeah, this is not in happening. fairness, though. In fairness, we don't really know that he wouldn't want to. Yeah, be a second wide receiver. He's never had to. Like he's never had to have another guy next to him because the Packers front office refuses to go out and get somebody. Uh, yeah, like he's never been in that situation, you know? I'm 100% with Declan because I think, who knows? Who knows that he doesn't want to pair up with somebody equally as good as him? Look, he just got pissed off at OBJ for not signing with the Packers. When they tried to do the damn jersey swap, he said, when OBJ comes up and he's like, yo, can I get your autograph? He's like, why don't you go get Cooper Cup's autograph? I love that. <laughs> like, he's petty because... He wants – that's what I like about Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams is hungry for a Super Bowl. And that's what I want a receiver to come to the Eagles with. And the last time the Eagles had a physical wideout that came here that was hungry for a Super Bowl, he didn't work out long term. I'm not going to lie to you. His name is uh, Alshon Jeffrey. But did he have a clutch catch in the Super Bowl and in the NFC Championship? And did one of these guys – actually, I'm sorry, two of these guys who were both nodding their heads – Watch that catch in person. Yeah. So, you know what? Spend some money, Howie. Get rid of Fletcher Cox. Make the move. Go out and get Devontae Adams because he's one of those guys, and I have it written here right here in my notes, and this is my last point I'll make, is that he is one of those receivers that makes his quarterback look better. Look at Jimmy G. Jimmy G. You got to check your notes for that? Jimmy G Mm. sucks ass. But right now... Jimmy G is going off, and he is about to be in the NFC Championship, and he might win going with ben off. Because he has a guy yes. like Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel makes him look better. Debo well, they had Samuel, to move the, the running back. The they had to move the running and back to go get off the and ball. get it. Bring home somebody like Debo Samuel. Oh my God! Devontae Adams is better than Debo Samuel. Jimmy Let's G has out. Nick Foles syndrome where it's like no matter how good they are, like they just win. Like even though like like the eye test is like, no, they're actually not good. Like they just have a great winning percentage. They had to move Depot Sambo, whatever whatever the hell his name is, to running back to get him the ball. Because Jimmy G still were actively bad. losing that game. God. They were trying to lose that game. The 49ers did everything in their power to lose that game, and the Packers handed them a win. If the Packers have a shred of special teams play or Aaron Rodgers, like, just didn't – never mind. I, I think that we need to go out and get Devontae Adams, but we, we can talk about this at I a mean, different time. I don't yes, wanna... we should. We're just not going to get it. Like, he's not going to come here. You're yeah, saying, but if we can make it happen. If we can make it happen. Let's talk about some other things. Uh, let's talk about our uh, Super Bowl predictions. And uh, I want to let somebody first address theirs. Tom, who's Good winning job, Tom. Super Bowl this year? The Bears. No, I, I wish. <laughs> I wish the Bears were. But uh, 
I think I think it's gonna be the Bengals. How can you not love Joe Burrow? Joe, Joe, and right now they're the underdogs, and they have the far. I I saw it today. Vegas odds has them at plus eight hundred. That's the worst odds out of everyone left in the field. You know, I I love Joe Burrow. I think he's got that fu attitude. Um, I think it's a hundred percent gonna be Bengals Rams because. Jimmy G doesn't have a shred of talent left in him this uh play, this playoff run. His defense and special teams has carried him so far. Oh, and Debo Samuel. L- let me not forget Debo Samuel because dude literally started off the second half last game running back a kick to get to the other side of the 50 and Jimmy G still couldn't do jack shit with it. it but Debo Samuel was the man for him um, and will be the man for him the whole, like it's not the 49ers versus the Rams. It's Debo Samuel versus the Rams. Let's, let's make that very clear. And that's the Bengals versus the chiefs. I very much want to see the Bengals win and, and it not come down to a coin flip because Patrick Mahomes, other than four years ago, that one time that chiefs fans like to talk about, he is the luckiest son of a bitch when it comes to the coin tosses since then. So it's going to be the Bengals, unless a coin flip occurs. I'll go real quick, and then I'll let uh, Declan and Josh take it. But I'm I'm agreeing with everything that Tom just said. LSU Tigers, underdogs, I think that all the signs are pointing right for me. That's everything I have to say. Uh, either of you guys can take it away. Declan, I'll let you go. I, I want to lead up to my points. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I think you're ignoring the elephant in the room, and that's – Nobody has stopped the Chiefs in the postseason. I, they're just unbelievable. Not I mean, their offense is unstoppable, and their defense steps up when it has to. Like the Rams are really good. Don't get me wrong, but I just I, I don't know. I don't I don't see how anybody beats them. You know, I think last week was the Super Bowl. I think Bills Chiefs was the Super Bowl, and whoever was going to win that game was going to go on and win the whole thing. I just. I don't see anybody doing it, but I mean, don't get me wrong. Bengals, Rams, either one of those winning the Super Bowl, I'd be elated because I'd love to see Matt Stafford get the big one and I'd love to see the Bengals win. I just, I, 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 I got to take the proven talent. Like it's hard to pick against, you know, the evil empire. Yeah, it's true. So first (laughs) off, I just want to clarify to the viewers that this graphic is who we think will win, not who we, not want, who we to want to. Yeah. yeah. So, as far as AFC goes, um, the Chiefs' secondary is um, the Sisters of Blind Mercy. The Bengals' offensive line is also the Sisters of Blind Mercy. <laughs> Teams with bad secondaries win the Super Bowl. Teams with bad offensive lines don't. I don't really see a world in which the Bengals win. I like Joe Burrow. I like Jamar Chase. I'm ecstatic that they made it this far. I don't think they can beat the Chiefs. Um, As far as the NFC goes, I understand that Shanahan kind of has McVay's number, and the Niners are like 7-0 or 6-0, whatever, in the past few games against the Rams. I do think this time's different. I think the Rams win. So I do think we're going to get a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl, which is um, that crazy game we had in like – November of 2018 or something when it was like 60 to 55 or whatever. And that was with Jared Goff playing who um, I like Jared Goff, but he's not a good quarterback. He sucks. Uh, yeah, no, he's, he's really bad. He's really bad. He's really so bad. I, I think, I think we're going to get a chiefs Rams Super Bowl. And to be completely honest, I think the Rams can take them. I do. I think the Rams can score in that chiefs defense, which isn't great. And I think the Rams have just enough people to play defense on, like, can contain the Chiefs. The Chiefs will still score. but And that hurts for me to say because I hate McVay, mostly because he stole the 2017 Coach of the Year award from Doug Peterson, which was completely undeserving. Whatever. Who gives a shit? But I I, I think the Rams can beat the Chiefs. It really is going to come down to how well that Rams secondary plays. I mean, they're going to have to play a perfect game because it's a perfect offense they're going up against, you know? I agree. And the other question is, I mean, like I said, I think the Chiefs beat the Bengals, but if Tyron Matthews not playing this week, he got a concussion, 
I, he's in concussion protocol right now. If he doesn't play, I mean, Joey B might be able to beat them. It's a possibility. That's already a bad secondary with like with him playing. So, yeah, and Sorensen's not going to pick that up. Like he's been terrible all year. Now he's their oh, God, top no. guy in that secondary. I don't see. Brother, it. I don't know. Real you quick, um, who do you guys got in that in those games this weekend? Real quick, I mean, each one minute each, we can uh, say who do you guys got. I'll I'll go first. I got the Bengals beating the Chiefs. Uh, I it's not probable. I hope it's going to happen. Uh, and I'll go with my my heart. And yeah, uh, we all I know want to see Troy Reader win a Super Bowl from the Rams. He went to Sally's, uh, and I want to see him go to the Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, I got Bengals and Rams. Who do you guys got? I got jo- Joey Burrow. Oh, and I got uh, the man who's suffered thirteen painful years and had to die for his sins, essentially in Detroit. Hey, Stafford going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, oh, I already said Rams. Rams. No chance. Sorry, go ahead. My bad. No, I, I was just saying Rams Chiefs, like I yeah. already said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? I will, I will say, like, Jimmy G is not good. I feel like he does get way more hate than he deserves. Like, if Jimmy G was on, like, I don't know, like some, like, average ass franchise like if jimmy g was the coach or not the coach if he was like the quarterback of let's say like the falcons like i don't think anybody would bat an eye they'd just be like yeah he's fine whatever like he just gets like un uncharacteristic sob on the face of the earth that's why how yeah, he is not NFC, the reason they how win. How do you make it to an NFC championship game, beat the number one seed in the NFC, and barely throw for 100 yards? I have to walk farther for my Wawa hoogie than he <laughs> threw last game. Dude, Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. But yeah. nobody's going around saying Trent Dilfer, you know, is like one of the best of the game. That's, that's I think, is the – the well, difference there I, is that Jimmy G says that about Jimmy G. Jimmy G went from like the replacement to Tom Brady to like like the trade market value guy for the 49ers to just a really good looking quarterback hashtag no homo to <laughs> some guy who's like doing good on a team that's really good, whereas like he's not good. Like I don't know. But you know who does say that about Jimmy G? His contract, all three hundred million or whatever that he's making. Like that's, I think, where he gets the hate. He doesn't live up to that, you know. That's where people are like, well, you're paying this guy like he's the best in the game, and he's maybe top 20. Like, Yeah, maybe. he's not. He's not the best in the game. That's a really good point. And, yeah, and no, but I mean, somebody, he's, he's paying that Cali tax, though, so he's really not netting that much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of somebody that we want to see be the best in the game, Jalen Hurts is not going anywhere, guys. Uh, it came out, Howie Roseman said that this week. This graphic is sick. I'm very proud of it because the wings are cool. I made it myself. Anyway, <laughs> don't praise myself. But anyway, I tweeted out this this week, and I think that it's something that a lot of Eagles fans actually agree with. I don't want an older QB who might give us a chance at a Super Bowl. Love Russell Wilson. Love Aaron Rodgers. But they aren't getting any younger. Watson has a lot of current controversy surrounding his name right now. Hurts earned the job this season, end of story. He took a two to three win team to the playoffs. Build around the kid next season. Let's see what happens. Surround him with some weapons. Let him learn from his mistakes this year. I mean, are there really any other QBs that are in the draft that are better? I think somebody said that earlier. I think it was Josh or Declan. I think it was Josh. And uh, there aren't. (laughs) Yeah, there aren't any other better QBs this year. So stick with Hurts. I mean, we might as well see what we have. We have so much exactly. invested in him. We got rid of Wentz for him. At least give him two years. You know what I mean? Like we literally got rid of Wentz for this guy. Let's see what we got. He fr- he helped free up like a hundred million dollars in cap space. So he's worth it to me to give us something <laughs> here. Yeah, I agree. What do you yeah, think, John? I, I mean, I don't see the only quarterback. Like honestly, free agency. I don't love any of these quarterbacks. Um, I think they're all like short-term replacements. Uh, as far as draft goes, 
being honest, I do think Kenny Pickett is probably going to be better than Jalen Hurts, but I don't think it's worth it to give up draft picks. Uh, so yeah, yeah you'd have to that. trade up for him. I don't, think I don't know. You know. I don't Pickett. know. Pickett might fall to fifteen. If Pickett's no. at fifteen, stop, you guys stop with this graphic. Stop with this. This is not this. This. This is hard. If yeah, Pickett fell to 15, would you take him, Josh? No. Say, say that again. If Pickett fell to 15, would you take him? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Whoa. I would. I would. I, no, I don't blame Josh. I don't blame Josh. I don't disagree. I just wanted to hear. I mean, I, I would keep Hurts. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with what Josh said, though. I see Josh's reasoning. I mean, here's my thinking. If you asked me before the season, like, I would say no. What's the worst that happens? We draft Pickett and Hurts pulls a Wentz and has a backup looking at him and he plays bad? Like, okay. It's not like we didn't really waste anything on Hurts. We didn't waste a lot of money. Like, people would be like, oh, we wasted Wentz? Like, obviously there's something going on with Carson Wentz that is mental above above the drafting of Jalen Hurts. Like, he's, he's an inconsistent gunslinger. When he's good, he's great. When he's bad, he's horrible. But he's inconsistent. So, I, I, yeah. That being said, Pickett's not going to be there. Olave is not going to be there. Go all defense, Howie. No, none of this goddamn like. Oh, he's a project draft pick. No, just, just pick the defensive player who's there. <laughs> it's going to be well. Look at this graphic, and Tom sent this to me. In his first nineteen starts, Jalen Hurts has very, very comparable stats to Josh Allen. Very comparable. You look at the attempts, you look at the completion percentage, you look at the uh, passing TDs, you look at the interceptions, you look at how many times he was sacked, rushing, down to even rushing, believe it or not. I mean, I know that the big gap is right here in yards, and obviously because Hertz is a way different rusher, he's way more elite. Uh, and I know that there's, you would think, a difference in yards. Wait, what? Yeah, I just think that that's crazy, because um, a lot of people want to hate on Hurts. But when you would tell, if you told me that Jalen Hurts had more passing yards than Josh Allen in his first nineteen starts, I would laugh at you, and I would tell you you're stupid. So give him more time, build around him. That's the only point that I'm trying to make with that graphic. Can I yeah. say one point about that graphic? Yeah, you want to pull it back up? No, I don't care. Uh, I think when Josh Allen was drafted, he was drafted to a team that was. Decent, but not great. I think when Jalen Hurts was drafted, he was drafted to a team that honestly had a lot of like good pieces around him. If I'm being honest, and yeah. I think like Jalen Hurts' team was in a position where the receivers were kind of sketchy. But besides that, like they were in a position to win now. Good offensive line, decent defense. Josh Allen, they were building for the future. And that's basically it. I think also like. Just based on the eye test, Josh Allen's arm talent compared to Hertz's, there's so much more there. He can throw farther. He can throw more accurate. Like he, I don't really. Those stats are not comparable. In my I mind. think, I think too. If you look at the mechanics, Josh, I think that's where you really see. Like in those early years, is where we saw a lot of similarities in Josh Allen. His his first two years, his mechanics were bad. Ed, and then he worked with a quarterback's coach after his second season. And all of a sudden, he became the Josh Allen that we saw, like, this past weekend. And But then, like, Jalen Hurts, maybe something – he needs to work on his mechanics, too. Do you see, in the, like, in the Tampa Bay game, look like he was always throwing off his front foot. He needs to drive off that back foot. Ed, what's the difference between throwing a ball and pitching? Not a whole lot. Ed, if you're not putting force behind your throw – you're not going to be able to get any power and some accuracy behind it. It's always going to be like a lazy, dead duck uh, ball of a throw. Like, he just needs to work on mechanics. So that's why I think it's very similar. It's like like they both both had, like, good, similar first few years. What what made Josh Allen kind of an elite quarterback down the league? He worked on his mechanics. I think that the same can happen to Jalen Hurts. He works on some of his mechanics. And, yeah, and no, speaking, I, I agree. And speaking of working on mechanics, somebody I think that's done a great job of working on his mechanics is getting his first ever pro ball nod. Gentlemen, let's give a round of applause for Javon Hargrave. For I know he wasn't a first round selection, 
But damn, did he deserve it. I know you guys all agree. This kid's been fun to watch. I think he was a phenomenal uh, signing by Howie, or trade, I should say, with the Steelers by Howie. He's somebody I think that can develop into a replacement for Fletcher Cox. Uh, and I really like the kid a lot. So it's great to see his first ever pro ball selection. This year he had seven and a half sacks, 27 solo tackles, and one forced fumble. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just excited to see him play. What do you guys think? Uh, pro Bowl's a joke, but I'm happy he made it. He deserved it. <laughs> yeah. I won't watch a second of that trash of a game. It's the worst all-star game in all of sports, but congratulations. And I will be I will be watching. I I will be watching. Why? I'm the only You're person in the world that drive. likes it, and it's because Declan, you understand my pain. As an Eagles fan, for a lot of years, I wasn't able to watch my team in the postseason. So it was like I would go and not watch my team play for five or six weeks. And this is my last opportunity to watch a player or these players play until September or August. So I don't know. So I used sad. to feel that way, but two years ago to this day was the Pro Bowl. Also, they Kobe died and they announced it during the Pro Bowl. So I'm never watching it again. Just or go watch like highlights or something, you know? That's more I, fun. I like watching it too because sometimes they put players that out of position. Ooh. Um, Ooh. But we Life can talk hack. about this all night. Life hack huh? for anybody, if you ever need to feel pumped up, I watch Baker Mayfield's senior year highlights versus Kansas when they wouldn't shake his hand. He starts clapping, <laughs> then he fucking lays his dick on them, and then he does the hold my dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he grabs it. However, however you yeah. feel about NFL Baker Mayfield, go watch his senior year highlights. If you need to feel pumped up <laughs> in your life, you'll you'll immediately have that adrenaline released in your body. That's that's one hundred percent true. And Josh, on that note. On Baker Mayfield energy, do you want to do the honors? Hit that intro. <laughs>